You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Online influencers have a bigger role in this election compared to before. They talk at length about their candidates during a live stream. Politicians have sat in interviews with them for their vlogs. They're even invited to rallies and sorties. Of course, influencers exist precisely to share their opinions, but it's a whole nother story when you realize that some of them are being paid big bucks to do this. I'm Kat Ventura, Puma Podcast. In this episode of Teka Teka, we talk about the role of paid influencers in spreading disinformation during the elections. What you'll hear are excerpts from our podcast, Catch Me If You Can, with Jonathan Ong, a disinformation researcher at Harvard University and the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Influencers are often referred to as digital first personalities. Often, they're ordinary internet users who eventually gained a large following on social media through different posts, funny visuals and memes, but also stories about their personal lives. And increasingly, influencers are able to use their influence, their clout, for entrepreneurial gain. And that's why they're increasingly used as marketers and endorsers. That was Jonathan Ong. Jonathan has been studying network disinformation since the 2016 presidential elections. And he says there are different kinds of paid influencers and that they are classified by marketing consultants according to the number of followers that they have. There's the lowest tier, which we call the nano-influencers. Ito yung mga 10,000 followers and below. For example, for academics, may mga academic influencers na, you know, they're not really cited very well, pero magaling talaga sila mag-TikTok, edi sumikat sila. And then there's micro-influencers. Ito yung medyo mga 50,000 followers and below. And then there is the mid-influencer, about 100,000. And then there's the mega-influencer, so about 500,000 or a million followers. Nano-influencers get paid at least 15,000 pesos for endorsements while mega-influencers can charge as much as 200 to 300,000 pesos per post. We talked to Baus Rufo. Baus is a digital marketing consultant and an influencer himself. He is famous for his TikTok, Hey, it's Baus, where he pokes fun at people in the ad agency. 
influencers are served on a platter to the client just in terms it's it's purely the agency's responsibility in the sense that because the agency's function as the client set of eyes and ears in the outside world it's, it's up to the agency to tell the client that hey these are the quote unquote movers and shakers of the digital space now in terms of who are the people who can start conversations who can drive great engagement Influencers are not like your usual celebrities. They cultivated a more organic bond with their followers that did not just come as a result of their fame. Followers enjoy their content because they find them relatable. And there are all sorts of influencers, all publishing different content. And this is important to keep in mind when strategizing for a campaign. Because these days, you can't just have one influencer. Yung selection mo ng influencers have to be very strategic. And let's focus it on political campaigns. So you would want to have accounts na you can seed your positive messaging, those who can talk about your accomplishments as a politician. So therefore, go to the medyo neutral and safe account. So maybe mga a mom blogger kind of account, maybe even like a inspirational quotes account. At the same time, as we know, diba, in any campaign, kailangan mo din mag-attack. The strategist will also select yung mga bitchy, snarky accounts. These accounts are the parody accounts, the dark humor accounts, or itong mga We know that influencers have played a bigger role in the campaign of some politicians. And we know that they're not cheap. So when it comes down to campaign spending... Is there a way to track how much politicians spent on these paid influencers? Here's Baus Rufo again. What Facebook tags are the ad spend or the budget that goes to Facebook ads or boosting. It's the same thing that, you know, when, when we try to promote something on Facebook, right? We post something and then there's usually a button that says boost. Now, because influencer marketing is under sponsored content, so you don't, it actually never so the the amount that the candidate spends on influencer marketing actually never gets tagged in terms of of how much budget goes into it so i think from just from a just from a fundamental level we will never really know how much a candidate will ever spend on influencer marketing just because they are different types of marketing buys If you want to hear the rest of this story, listen to Catch Me If You Can on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. The project is funded by Internews and hosted by Jonathan Ong and co-hosted by myself, Kat Ventura. This episode was edited by Fresh Capistrano. Maraming salamat po. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 